This is the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast, where we talk with martial arts practitioners about their histories and the influence their practice of martial arts has on their lives. You are listening to the free version of this podcast, which is abbreviated. Help support this program by considering to subscribe to us on Patreon and access the full-length version of the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcasts, all for the price of one coffee shop coffee per month. Go to www.patreon.com slash malmag. That's www.patreon.com slash M-A-L-M-A-G. This week, I talk with Peter and Lee Richardson as they made a trip to the Inosanto Academy in March for the first instructor camp that was held after the COVID crisis. We talk about their introduction to martial arts and the mixture of things they do from Jeet Kune Do to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So sit back and enjoy. Okay, welcome to the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast. And uh, this is an interview I've been looking forward to doing. These are two of my favorite guys from across the pond in Scotland. A couple brothers, the brothers Richardson, Peter and Lee. And uh, thought they'd be interesting folks for you all out there in podcast land to, to meet. And I actually learned something kind of interesting today. I never knew that you lived in Houston. I don't know why, but you, <laughs> yeah, you're in there for a little bit. But yeah. Um, Maybe, maybe I'll let you guys just kind of briefly introduce yourselves as opposed to taking your thunder. Okay, uh, first of all, Tim, thanks for uh, inviting us on the podcast. Um, really appreciate the time. Um, my name is Peter Richardson. I'm, I'm the younger of the two brothers. Um, I've been uh, studying martial arts since I was 15. Um, so and I'm quite old now. <laughs> so, a long time. Um, I, I mainly train um, uh, Muay Thai, um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Kali, Jim Fan, and JKD. And uh, I, I'm, uh, I still compete when I can. Um, I've had some amateur boxing fights, MMA fights, uh, and obviously Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, and a lot of judo as well, so I try to keep myself uh, active as best I can. And I'm out here uh, training with Guru in Asanto at the instructor's camp, so I'm in my element. Yeah, this, is, uh, <laughs> this has been kind of a great thing for, you know, when I got off uh, Peter here real quick, but, you know, we haven't done this for two years, so right. this is like the, know, the kind of getting amazing. back into it, and so it's been, a, been an awesome thing. It's good. This is a bit of a whirlwind trip for us as yeah. well, because it's... Um, we only came out for the week. We normally come out here for probably a good ten days, two weeks. Oh wow! To train and get to do classes and everything like that. So, so it's good. Um, that I should introduce myself as well. So I'm Lee Richardson. Um, I'm the, el- the older uh, brother. Um, my my background is very similar uh, to Peter's. Um, basically, because I I forced them to kind of learn martial arts as a as the younger <laughs> brother and. Uh, Yep. He's, uh, he needed a training. I partner. needed a training partner. <laughs> More like somebody to beat up. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we we've trained together for for a long time, um, and it's one of those things that you you hear a lot about in the martial arts world about getting a good training partner, um, and I think um, our our partnership is a is testament to that because. Um, and obviously, because we're brothers, we can be quite brutally honest at times, and it's it's um, 
but I think that's good as well. Well, that's a cultural thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Scottish, like everybody from the UK, to Bit me, seems like they're, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're somewhat uh, well, behind the, between the lines with you a lot of times, but, but it seems like when they want to be brutally honest, that's what they are, just with no problem. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> can't um, make any mistakes without being uh, absolutely uh, But I, I, I think as well, it's, it's a good... Um, a good environment to have because a lot of the top coaches and, and, and gurus like, like Guru Dan and so on, they're always talking about play yeah. to develop. And obviously, Peter and I have, um, you know, we're always clowning around and stuff like that. But we we tend to clown around within the martial arts, so the the skill sets get developed. You know, because right. I'm trying to get a cheap shot on him and, and he's having to defend <laughs> it, and you know, you get that and. That, that's still pretty much I mean that was happening today <laughs> in the camp you know yeah. so it's uh, it's something that's at the heart of our training um, and, and we well I, I you know I certainly try to promote that kind of approach to our students in, in the academy in, in Aberdeen um, well you figure it's how we do it as kids right, right? yeah you, you I think it's really important fun, you know and I, I think even as an adult you're not going to really still <coughs> sorry stick with something that isn't fun especially when it comes to like physical fitness things yeah you yeah know, that's usually the big failures i think right people right. go and i'm gonna get in shape but they do something that's just not all that fun to them right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got to be fun to keep the longevity yeah, isn't yeah. it yeah no i i think it does and i think um the play aspect of it um you know by all the stories that we hear guru talking about bruce lee i think um in some respects, he probably had a similar kind of, you know, approach. There's a, is there not a saying that he says, train seriously, but don't seriously train. Right. Uh, and, and I kind of like that because, you know, we're mucking about, but we're mucking about inside of what we're trying to, yeah. to do. Right. So sometimes the drills, precisions, you know, the precision of the drill might kind of go a little bit. But right. the play takes over. And I think there's value in in having that kind of um, forum to sort of play around in and stuff yeah. like that. And then Goody was trying to get us to do that today. You know, he's just, yeah. you've got a minute, he's, he'll give you about 20 different things to do. You're not going to remember them all, obviously. And right. you're going to just start kind of horsing around with that that area of the thing that we were practicing. Yeah, so. well, I think he wants that self-discovery, and that's how yeah. you get to that self-discovery. If you yeah. take it back to the animal kingdom, you see, like, uh, lions play fighting, but what they're doing is they're learning the they're learning the ropes, aren't they? And that's yeah. exactly what, we're, what we do. Should it's do, uh, yeah. the yeah. same sort of idea, you know? But it has to be fun. I mean, think about what we're doing, especially in the collie. We're yeah. playing with, I'm going to you know, cut your throat, I'm going to cut you wide open. And if you're not laughing and having fun, you're psychotic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's <No>. true. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so tell me uh, how you guys got your start. What was the first art that you got into? Um, well, how I wrote Peter into it was um, I, I started, um, I saw a Bruce Lee movie from one of my friends, and I, I didn't really know anything about it. It was just, you know, kicking and jumping around and... <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I wanted to do something. I also liked, I shouldn't probably say this, but I liked the movie Shogun off the book. Um, oh, was, yeah, there was a yeah, mini series. Yeah, I remember yeah, seeing that. So as a I, I kind of thought that was quite cool as well, the samurai swords and everything like that. Yeah. Um, anyways, I started seeking out an, an art and I ended up with Shotokan Karate and I did that ah. for a bit. Um, but it was, I didn't really enjoy it and 
I eventually found the Tao of Jeet Kune Do, uh-huh. basically. Um, and me and my friend, we, we were a bit older now, and we we started to like do things out of the book. But it wasn't really, you know, we weren't being trained by anybody. We were just kind of interpreting what we read right, as yeah, teenagers. Right, it is mostly writing. I mean, there's, yeah. there's some diagrams I mean, there was the straight there, lead yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, at the time, I was in a, I was in a sort of Taekwondo club. Uh-huh. Well, it wasn't Taekwondo. It was a kind of variation of Taekwondo. Kafto, wasn't it? Yeah, there was a system called Kafto that I don't think yeah. anybody's probably heard of. Um, but they did sparring. They did quite a lot of sparring, where the Shotokan guys didn't. So that mm-hmm. that was quite good. But I started using this straight lead, and I started scoring the punch. Wow! And, and I was hitting everybody just simply because I wasn't lifting my elbow. That was right. the main main thing and I would infuriate some of the higher belts because I could I could punch them in the punch face basically. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we started to do that but um I think to to cut through all that we my mum spotted a, a, a like a martial arts demonstration uh-huh. in the in the exhibition centre in Aberdeen and Jeet Kune Do was there and obviously I'd been talking about Jeet Kune Do, uh, you know to my mum and stuff and she'd spotted this line in the paper. It turned out that it was Rick Young Ooh, doing wow. a demonstration yeah. in Aberdeen. Wow. So I'm back telling Peter, you know, hey, guess what? Jeet Kune Do is in Scotland, because we didn't know. You know, we, we thought it was just in America or whatever. Right. We, we had no, you know, you got to remember, the internet wasn't kicking around. There wasn't right. any Google searches and stuff like that. It's Sounds just like what you guys are almost as old as me. <laughs> well, you picked up, a, you know, we were talking about the magazines earlier. Yeah. And, and saying, you know, stuff like the, the magazines were a real source of... Because the internet was not there. Because the internet right. wasn't yeah. there, yeah. yeah. So, so you know, I'm back telling Peter there's Jeet Kune Do in Scotland. And I spoke to Rick and and he introduced me to this guy that was, was running a, a, a small sanctioned group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, just just to practice what Rick had been teaching. So it wasn't uh, a formal group or anything like that. And he you. wasn't an instructor. He was just allowed to sort of training group. have a small yeah, group. Because he yeah. was training with Rick. Because he was training uh, with Rick, you see. So and that's how we kind of got started. And then it all kind of developed from there. And a few years later, we met Mark McFan. Um, well, just step back a little bit there. Um, Pat, you remember, do you remember Pat Davies? Yeah, yeah. He, well, he was our... He was Coach, the, guy. the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was okay, the guy. So, yeah. Gotcha. Um, so he was at the time. This is what, eight, 88, 88? 88, 88, 89, Yeah. He was training with Rick um, as much as he could at the time. He was running doors and stuff at the time. Um, and so he wasn't like a, I think he was like student level three or something in Rick's system. And um, but back in the day, Rick was notoriously. Uh, you know, stripped with these gradings and things. Uh-huh. And um, so Rick allowed Pat to run this little small group. It wasn't a club or anything. It was just, that's why the, the, the historical name is Aberdeen Martial Arts Group. Uh-huh. We've, we've changed it in the latter years, called it Academy, but we'll circle back to that. But um, So yeah, that was Pat. So we, Rick introduced Lee to, to Pat and then we, we moved on from there. And then we... Uh, Eventually joined Pat's uh, Pat's group. Kind of, kind of forced our way in a little bit. We're only young. I mean, <laughs> I was like fourteen or fifteen, and you were about seventeen, eighteen, or something yeah. like that. And uh, 
we've kind of forced our way in and we, we trained with him for a while and it was in a really rough area of Aberdeen called Tilladrone. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, you, if it's not nailed down, it's it kind of still, a tough name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Was, yeah, it still is a rough place, you know, a lot of sort of junkies and things like that. You know, so it was a kind of tough place. And what happened was we um, we trained for, a, you know, for two, three months or whatever it was, and then something happened and Lee didn't get the car because we were borrowing our mum's car, you know. And uh, <laughs> and basically we, we lost contact and then shortly after that I, I bumped into another guy, Martin, who was Pat's training partner and we found that they'd moved and then we got back in later on and then and then yeah, the rest is history, we just continued training. Quite a, it's quite it's there's a lot of chance in there as well, you know. Yeah. And it's probably the same for a lot of people, you know, you you bump into God knows who, you know, and then you in start to train them, you know. Yeah. We were looking through records. Ah, yeah. How old it was. Yeah, we have to no talk CDs. about you guys' music a little bit too. <laughs> no CDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's good. And then it's just continued. We met Mark McFan and we started to go down to Guru Dan in the Santo um seminars in Edinburgh. Ah. Uh, Probably what was that, 1993 90, I think was the first yeah. one. Oh wow. And so even uh, Seymour Paula was uh, assisting Guru at the time. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was great, seeing her as well, you know. Um, and then we just kept kept going every year, because Rick, Rick was close to Guru at the time each, yeah. each year, you know. And Eric, Eric, Eric was, uh, was demoing for him for, for most of that time as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's Eric. It's a very classic era, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe Siyoshi. Siyoshi did one, I think, oh, wow. one or two, and then and then Eric, then Eric starts helping Guru. You know, that was great, great times. Oh yeah, 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 it was good. Then did Joel not? Did we not see Joel there as well? Joel must have done the last couple. Yeah, well, he took 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 over from, from Eric. Eric at that time, so. Joel yeah. did. Joel did quite a few as well. Yeah. Because uh, there was the born Bournemouth ones as well. Because Guru normally went to Edinburgh, and then Bob Breen hosted them in in, uh, in London. London, yeah. And then uh, Phil Norman did. Phil did Norman Bournemouth. Did, did Bournemouth. So oh, wow. at one point we had Guru three times a year. Wow. So did UK. you guys travel to all of those then? We did for some of them, but some not of them. not all of them. Oh. Was Our mainstay was Edinburgh. We also oh. used to support the, the yeah. Rick's yeah. one in Edinburgh. You know. You know, as small as we think that is, it's not next door either. It's, no, it's no. a lot of driving. No. It was two yeah. hours for us. It's not a big, you know, no, Edinburgh not by Texas standards. Really. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But two hours was yeah, it was still a hike for us, you know, so it was good. And um, we used to, when we first started, we used to drive down, drive back, drive down again, back up. And wow. then we started staying in hotels and stuff like that. We didn't have a lot of money, you know, so right, you, you yeah. kind of, fuel was cheaper than hotels and so on. But wow, it, I didn't think either one of those things were cheap in the UK when no, I was there. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no it is. No. Yeah. You know, and that, that's kind of harking on to what you were talking about earlier about how normal people are, you know, doing lots of good martial arts, but yeah. you're still holding down a, a job at like the same time. Like a regular job. Yeah. yeah. Do you, what do you guys do for a living besides, I mean, do you, do you own the school that you're trying to or? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've got, so it's our, it's our business. Uh-huh. Um, and we call it Aberdeen Martial Arts Academy now. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we renamed it because we moved to new premises. Um, uh, three just just before the well, 
2018. 2018. Yeah. So we had a year before the pandemic struck, which could have been yeah <laughs> bad timing. Bad but timing. Or know, good, yeah. We've got a we've got a really good. You know, we, we were talking about making it fun, and we've got quite a family orientated kind of academy. feel yeah. to the uh, academy, and you know, testament to our members, our students and families around it. They uh, they sustained us during the pandemic, and if if we hadn't had that, yeah. the gym would have you know what we call it the gym, the academy, it would have closed. That's a lot um, of the stories sure. I've been hearing. You know? Yeah, you know, so, and some people made it or not, but yeah. uh, even the ones that maybe had to close their doors have come back in another form because yeah. they had the support. Yeah, you know. Well, you need is, to cultivate a, a community around your gym, and if you don't do that, yeah, I think you. You're, you're missing a trick. Yeah. You yeah. know? You've got um, a JKD and adapt, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Really what you need to do. Absolutely. But if you don't, then you, you lose out. Well, and I, I think you guys do that because, I mean, you already expressed pretty early on here the importance of the training partner. And, yeah. I mean, you guys already look at it as family because you're brothers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you look at, I think if you're smart, you look at that school and that academy and that group as an extended family. Oh, and absolutely. You, yeah. you, try to take care of each other and help each other grow. Absolutely. Yeah. That's definitely the feel of, of the academy. You know? Yeah. Very much family oriented, everybody's uh, good, you know, there's no I don't know if you want to mute uh, what you call it, blip this out, but there's no dickheads, you know. <laughs> no, unfortunately <laughs> we're not broadcasting on air so I can put all that good colourful stuff in there. So yeah. uh, so well, you have to keep the area clean, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we we get rid of it doesn't happen very often, but once in a while we need to flush out the toxic people. Yeah, so. well, humans are humans, and there's always going to be a few in there that kind yeah. of, yeah. I don't know what their thing is, but, yeah. Well, it's yeah. true, but I mean, you know, more often than not, I would I would go as far as to say that you can get people that are maybe virgin on that kind of behaviour, but the academy sorts them out. Right. It's, yeah. It almost like sets them straight. Yeah, that's and they, true. And they turn or sets into, them on their way. Yeah, yeah. Or, or sets them on their way <laughs> in the minority, really. I mean, right. we, like, like Peter said there, we've, we don't do very often, but yeah. quite often you can have troubled people that have got other issues, and the training and the environment yeah. that we're, we're doing that training in, you know, and, 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 and it's not so much just me and Peter that's doing it, it's our coaches that we've got. Right. You yeah. know, like we've got six black belts on the mat and wow. for our jiu-jitsu program. Wow, that's um, awesome. which is, homegrown which is, well. That's which great. Homegrown, yeah. Been so, since day one. Damn. You know? White belt, blue belt, purple belt, brown wow. belt, black belt. Wow, yeah. that's so, good. You know, it, it's, it's a good thing. And then we've got coaches and all the other systems that we teach as well. But I would go as far as to say that the students themselves start to vet or help or fix yeah. those yeah. kind of troubled people. And then, and they just, and then they start having a great time and you know AMAG as we, we call it I mean, we've got loads of names for it um, <laughs> it, it's it's you know it's helped somebody and it's like you know you hear all these stories about a guy that I'd have been in jail if it wasn't for boxing or yeah. jiu-jitsu or whatever well we actually do our, that yeah we've had yeah. a few stories of that you know, you know? So, so and, and, and I think and we're proud of that as well yeah I think yeah. so it's, it's, yeah I think you know I think it's down to the environment you, 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 you make isn't it Absolutely, you know, it gives so people something important, more important than the <laughs> the empty thing that they're is clearly driving that uh, yeah, type of behavior. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's good though, and I think um, you know, the the martial arts. It, there's two sides to it as well. There's like 
it's the vehicle for that kind of fixing and that just just the pleasure of turning up and being with the group of people and then of course there's the actual martial arts mm -hmm. skill set developing the skills maybe competing if you know people want to do that right. um, testing themselves and so on because um, I think the academy our academy definitely goes through cycles where we have lots of fighters wanting to fight in Thai wanting to fight in MMA Jiu-Jitsu and then there'll be a a dip and then there'll be less fighters and more people just training and then right you know, so at the moment Cyclic. I'm trying to build up my jiu-jitsu competition team again because ah, yeah. we had a really strong team for a while but um, my competition interest was re, uh, relighted I guess when I was in Houston because I was training at a really great academy and a lot of world champions and stuff so um, it was very much a competition gym and uh, I learned a lot there. Um, what took you to Houston? Um, so going back to your, your <laughs> question, do, you know, what do we do? Uh -huh. we, we obviously run the gym, but we also have other jobs as well. So um, I'm a project manager in uh, oil and, in an oil and gas. Oh wow! Well, so, of course, Houston. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> indeed, it was, it was actually my my wife. Uh, she got a promotion. She she works in uh, oil and gas as well. Ah. So she got a promotion, and uh, I just tagged along for the fun. There you go. <laughs> got to be so. somewhat of a kept man. Yep. I like being that. I like being a kept man. So yeah, we took uh, our two kids and two dogs and two cats. Wow. So uh, yeah, it was good. Good fun. I did enjoy the time in Houston. Nice, very good. Yeah, you're a, you're, you're a I'm, I'm in I'm in IT. Ah, okay. But I'm also a, a project manager. Uh huh. Um, so I'm working for the NHS just now. Oh, wow. Which is, I'm, so I'm doing my bit. Yeah. <laughs> With all the pandemic. Yeah, that's so, right. So uh, yeah, no. Uh, so I, I've I've been in IT all, all my career, and um, I've just. And this concludes the abbreviated version of the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast. Please remember to hit the like button and subscribe here to the YouTube channel. Please consider supporting the program by going to patreon.com slash malmag and subscribing for access to the full-length podcasts. Again, that is www.patreon slash M-A-L-M-A-G. Thank you for listening to the episode with the Richardson Brothers. Coming up next week is actor and martial artist... Jordan Bridges. Check out the Malmag store at www.martialartslifestylemagazine.com and click on the store tab. There you'll find a full selection of Timmy B's brand sticks for FMA, some Timmy B's brand shirts, and some very sharp looking Dos Manos shirts. This show is produced by Martial Arts Lifestyle Magazine. Visit us at martialartslifestylemagazine.com. Music by Jack Al Relic. Martial Arts Lifestyle Magazine and the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast are trademarked and copyrighted by TNT LLC. Ah!